Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 76, and we are in the lead quarters again. Talking lead quarters in an undisclosed location. It's, it's kind of weird feeling because it's the first squirrel. time in a few weeks that we're back to the uh, Skype interviews and nobody's sitting in here with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, it's 4th of July week. Yeah, that's true. So there's a lot of people on the go, but uh, we were fortunate enough to uh, secure us a... Uh, a big star coming up here in just a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big star in the firearms industry. So did you do anything with uh, firearms this week? You know what? Uh, I just, I've just i been dinking around more with the uh, the 300 Blackout, uh-huh. our 300 back Blackout build, and uh, just kind of switching the formats around between it and the, the Two-Face, our 5.56. Five, mm-hmm. You know, drop that trigger in, Yeah. and I brought it today. You and I are going to head out to a, another secret location location today and i'm going to let you get some some time on it maybe if we've got uh sweet any extra time from from what we're going to do so heck yeah uh you're going to like it i'm going to take my mosin too the the elfman trigger yet oh yeah i haven't shot it yet either i'd like Mm -hmm. to shoot that yeah that'd be cool what'd you do this week um got the mosin ready to take with us today and i've been tweaking our hundredth video uh all the different clips that we've got so when we get the last couple of uh clips filmed i can just drop them in and we're ready to roll with it so it's gonna be fun it's already coming into some really really funny stuff on it so (laughs) that's gonna be a blast we're kind of stepping it up uh, on our videos yeah a little bit we're putting putting more thought more time uh so and you're putting a lot more editing time into them too (laughs) especially that one four minute video we just (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be hilarious wow that's so, so our guest today, uh-huh. kind of alluded to that, is Ernie Sandoval with Ergo Grips. How's it going, Ernie? Very good, guys. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Doing well. Doing well. We really appreciate you taking the time. We know uh, you got big plans for the fourth coming up, and uh, you're ready to get out of that office today. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I like to, to camp and actually go do a little shooting. So, yeah, we're take my boys out. Looking forward to that. Very cool. So what did you do this week in guns? Well, actually, uh, I played more around with, uh, with bolt guns. I have, uh, I'm kind of the reloader for my entire family. So they all come over to the house and say, uh, Uncle Ern, can you, can you reload me some more ammo? <laughs> so, so we load them ammo and we go out and shoot mostly uh, bolt action guns because we're big hunters. Okay. What's your favorite? Um. Personally, I my go-to hunting rifle is a seven-millimeter Magnum. It's a, a custom rifle. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. built with a custom barrel, long barrel. It shoots very well. That's one but, of my uh, guns I got rid of that I wish I still had was my seven-millimeter. Well, this is my fourth one. Oh. I've had I've had four of them and had, like I said earlier, I got a big family that likes to shoot and hunt, and the majority of those are all my old ones are all with family members, so they're still in the family. Nice. What what did you do custom to it? I'm curious. Oh, I put uh, a Schneider stainless steel match grade barrel on it, 27 inches. Put Timney trigger. Got a custom stock. I do a lot of long range shooting, so I'm I'm shooting you know thousand yards with it. So I, oh, I wow. pretty nice uh, scope. I got one of the new Zeiss Rapid Z8 reticle scopes, Man. and. Uh, Instead of sighting it at 200, I sighted at 300. So I'm dead on out to 950 with the with their line. So it's great. That's I a nice really, system, Ernie. Yeah, I really enjoy that. Yeah, like dinging that steel way out there. So what uh, what's your game of choice? 
Uh, probably mule deer. Muleys. Mule, yeah. From New Mexico out here, and I don't know if you guys knew it or not, but I'm a retired New Mexico game warden. Oh, really? Oh, no, we didn't know that. Yeah, I spent 25 years as a game warden here, so I, I was out there in the field with, with just about everything we got in New Mexico to offer, which is, you know, mule deer. We have a few whitetails and lots of elk, and uh, we even have some oryx out here that are African. Really? Hemsbach oryx that were introduced back in the 60s. And so now we have public hunts for them here in New Mexico. Awesome. Very cool. We'll, we'll, get, uh, we'll get more into detail about uh, about your background here in just a little bit. Uh, but now it's time for the jack wagon train. Hey, Ralph, Semper do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week. So brace yourself, baby. And this week, our jack wagon of the week is going to be the company Tarjay. <laughs> that French company, yeah, with the with the you picking red. on the French again. You know what's funny? I just thought of that. <laughs> I, I just thought of this. I hadn't pre-thought of this, but Target is making this this blanket <laughs> announcement, and their logo is a bullseye. Is a bullseye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a bunch of jackwings. You know wow. what we're talking about, Ernie? You know what they've done? I, yes, I actually saw that on the news this morning before I came to work. But here in New Mexico, they they did say that they come out with that blanket, you know, saying they don't want uh, any guns in their stores. Yeah. But here they did say they would follow New Mexico law with concealed carry and allow concealed carry folks here in New Mexico to follow the law and carry them in. But those well, are the only for things them. they want. So I was happy to hear that. Well, and I've heard, too, that they're not even going to post a sign, which, you know, if that happens, if they don't post a sign and they're just pulling the whole hey, would you please not bring guns in our store? Well, legally, if it's legal in your state and there's no sign posted that, that would make it legally binding, you can still carry in there. All it is is just a request at that point, which still deserves to be put on the jack wagon train because they don't know what they're talking about. Right. For those of you out there, if you don't see a posted sign, carry on, my friends. Absolutely. <laughs> carry on anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if it's concealed, they're not going to know it anyway. Concealed carry is concealed carry. Exactly. So, yeah, welcome to the jack jack wagon train target target with the bullseye logo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any nominations for the jack wagon train, Ernie? Oh, you know, with the things that currently happened this week, I can't think of anything specific. But we had a couple weeks ago, we had some guys that were on the internet that walked into a store with their. Their AR-15 straps, you know, over their backs, and uh, that one. I, I just thought, here we are. We're trying to promote guns as being good in the industry, and then you have guys do something like that, which doesn't give us a good name. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, there seems to be that type of group that pops up sporadically. It's like, all right, we think they've learned their lessons, and we're not going to see that again. But then, sure enough, another month goes by, and then we hear another group doing the same thing. It kind of gets old after a while. You think these people would catch on and and understand that that's just not the way to, to go about promoting our Second Amendment rights. Exactly. Vote and not hurt us. That's the one that comes to mind for me. Okay, well, that's a good one. We're always happy to throw those kind of people on the jack wagon train. <laughs> um, I do want to discuss one thing. What, what's what's going on with the front of your hair? 
What are you talking about? You got these like three little curly cues. <laughs> oh, I let it dry naturally today. <laughs> I haven't worn a hat or anything. Looks like the Gerber baby curly thing. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, I didn't see there's it, like man. three of them coming straight down. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, our hair project is coming along nicely. I mean, what would you say? That I got a good. You got eight, a good seven, eight inches there. Yeah, from the scalp. A hair. Hair from the scalp. <laughs> what she said you can can chalk it up to humidity you know we don't have that here yeah (laughs) yeah we got a ton of it we got a cheat load here ernie we ask a few questions of everybody that comes on the show first one being how did you originally get into firearms well you know i i grew up on a farm and uh my dad always had a, a 22 with him mostly to shoot snakes so i started shooting with a 22 and i i finally talked him to get me my first one for my 13th birthday so i knew I, I knew i was coming so i started saving all my money to buy 22 shells before <laughs> i even got the gun well when i finally turned 13 i had like 15 breaks of 22 and i shot probably You're half stopped. of them in two days did you really yeah and i got i got to be so deadly with that thing it was just a single shot an old savage that you actually had to pull the hammer back you know a little bolt action that and uh but I got to be really good with it. Used to actually win win money from my cousin shooting little twigs off trees. <laughs> you were making bets, huh? Yes, yes. Uh, so that kind of got me started. And then I love, I just love tinkering with them. And my dad was not a hunter, and I always wanted him to take me hunting, and he wouldn't because mm-hmm. he didn't hunt. But I had some uncles who took me out, went out for the first time hunting, and, and that did it. I wanted hunting rifles then and i that just blossomed into everything i got shotguns and i started bird hunting and i just loved all guns and just about hunting anything i could hunt so it just grew from there huh grew from there then i started reloading and, and that is a whole nother story so been reloading for 30 plus years and not only for myself but now all my family members so you've probably got a pretty nice setup then a little reloading station well it could be better you know, it could be better. I, I could use more room, actually. <laughs> Couldn't we all? Yeah. But yeah, I've got uh, I've got a pretty good setup and, and uh, mostly low for centerfire rifle. Mm-hmm. What are you using? What kind of machine? I've got RCBS single stage press. But and you, then do, open, you do rifle and handgun and everything. I don't do many handguns. I, there's another guy that works here at the office who uh, who is a sash shooter, and he's got like five progressive presses so he loads my handgun ammo for me so y'all kind of trade out services um he doesn't shoot a lot of uh rifle oh Um, okay he mostly does the handgun cartridges and he shoots the lever action rifles but he shoots 38s out of them so he does those on his progressive press as well but yeah that's what kind of got me into it and i've got several gun safes now full of different guns and have traded and sold and bought and continue to buy never sell one and not put the money into another one it's a never-ending project isn't it hobby it is it is but i i love it and i will probably do it till my last day do you have any military law enforcement background i have some law enforcement background i always wanted to be a game warden so i went to college and got my wildlife management degree straight out of high school and I got on with the New Mexico Game and Fish Department and I went to their police academy here in New Mexico and then to the Game and Fish Academy and I was a game warden in New Mexico for 25 years. So wow. yeah, I got uh, lots of law enforcement. So I guess um, you retired with, with the... Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, I retired from Game and Fish for 25 years and it was a wonderful career. I 
I'd do it all over again. What's the most interesting story that uh, comes to mind during that career? You know, I when I first started, I had an, an older game warden that told me, you know, you should start writing down everything that happens because by the time your career's over, you could write a book of interesting things that happened during your career. Okay. And he was exactly right. I should have, but I never did. We had so many that it, it was incredible, but probably the most fun I ever had was watching people shoot our decoy deer. We had a, a decoy deer that we set up, and that was hilarious. Is that, was that set up for that sole purpose, is to, to catch people? Yes, it was set up to catch people <laughs> shoot at night. You know, we would set it up at night, so to, to catch people spotlighting and jacklighting. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they did it, but it was, it was pretty hilarious because I was the one hiding in the bushes watching next to it. So I got to see the people's reactions and how they acted. So what did you do? Did you just <laughs> jump out of the bu- bushes at them or what? No, actually, I had a radio and I would call the guys, the, the other game wardens that were hiding in the trucks, and they would come stop them with the vehicles. I got you. But I, you know, I got to see them talking to each other and looking down the road both ways to see if they saw anybody coming and what they'd say to each other when when they actually heard the game wardens coming, it was it was pretty hilarious. It was very interesting. They had Tannerite back then. <laughs> <laughs> scare them a little bit more. Yeah, it scared the piss out of them. <laughs> oh, some of them were so scared anyway. It was it was crazy. And oh, some man. would make the stories they'd make up to try and get out of it was hilarious. They didn't know anyone was watching them, so you know they would tell you, "Oh no, no, I I, I wasn't doing. I didn't do anything." <laughs> What was, what was one of the best stories somebody came up with where you almost were like, you know what? That's such a good story that I may let you off on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had some some that were close. Yeah, some that were close. We had some guys that were actually pretty deadly shots, actually. When we first started it, we didn't do an entire deer with the whole body. We just put a, uh, a mount, a shoulder mount out there, and then we put little right. shiny yeah. stickers on their eyes. And we had several guys that, I mean, would take the eyes completely out, shoot the eyes out of them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so did you, like, pat them on the back before you ran them in? <laughs> no, you know, after we were all done with citation, I told them, you know, that's pretty good shooting. And they'd get a chuckle out of it. At least they got a chuckle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Make the ticket go a little bit easier, huh? <laughs> yeah. Those were, those were probably the most interesting. There were so many things I did with the outfit, though, that it was a great career great career but dealing with people is always interesting because everyone's so different and they react to all these situations so different you never know what you're going to get so when it comes to pop culture what is your go-to whether it's a movie a book a song tv show it was probably dirty harry make my day (laughs) he killed clint eastwood can't go wrong with dirty harry I like that one. And he pulls out the forty four Magnum. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably the one I always go to think the about. The old classic. Go ahead. What, it's not like one of the most, most mis- misquoted misquoted. Ones. Yeah. It, yeah. The, I think the, the wrong quote is, do you feel lucky, punk? Well, do you? But I think it's like, do you feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? I think that's the real one. <laughs> so, I don't know. We, we found that. That was one of our things in one of our first episodes we did was misquoted movie gun lines, I think. Yeah, and we're still misquoting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did a whole show on it, and we're still messing we're, it up. Yeah, we're still <laughs> jacking it up. <laughs> if you don't have them right in front of you to watch it, you're always going to... It's been a few years. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to guns that you either have now or you've had in the past, 
has there ever been or is there currently one that there's a little bitty part of you that's kind of embarrassed to say, yeah, I, I had that gun? Well, you know what? I've had so many guns, sometimes I forget which ones I got rid of. But And I've always liked all of them. I, I guess if I had to say one, it'd be one that I won at a at an NRA banquet. And the only reason I, you know, I may be just a little bit because it's not American made. Um, it's a little Rossi 38 pistol. Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, it turns out I shoot it great. My wife shoots it great. But everything else I've loved. So I guess if I had one, that's got to be it. That's one thing about, you know, Rossi's one of those, um, you know, a lot of tourist guns. There's a lot of bad publicity out there on them but then every now and then you'll find somebody that shoots it phenomenal and they've never had any issues so it must it, it must be a production thing with companies like that you know well, I, think, I think it is uh, some of the guns that, that i've seen tauruses in particular the the fit and finish was pretty bad and it was like different from lot to lot you get a shipment in and some would be great the next mm-hmm. one you know the cylinders wouldn't even turn properly on some of the revolvers it's so I guess it's just a lot to lot thing. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe they've gotten a lot better since then. It shot great. It, I, I can't say anything really bad about it. So that was a thirty-eight. Is that right? Yeah, thirty-eight, five-shot stainless steel. And you want it? You want it at a at an NRA banquet? Yeah, I wanted it at an NRA banquet uh, in the southern part of the state uh, oh, many cool. years ago. Now you know the the first time we met. It was at the, um, not this year's, but was it last year's um, NRA meeting? Mm-hmm. In Houston. Yep. Right, in Houston, exactly, yeah. Yeah, in Houston, I remember. Yeah, and Zeke, tell him what happened. Yeah, I, I dropped left hand <laughs> off to get all our equipment out, and I come back from parking the truck, and there he is talking to this guy, <laughs> and he just randomly snagged you, didn't he? <laughs> Well, it kind of. It just kind of. Walking, walking by there, and I see him standing there with some equipment, and we just started visiting. And he just talked to me. I talked back, and we just started visiting. And he said, well, heck, I do this radio show. <laughs> he said, can I come by in your booth? I said, sure, come on by. Come visit. Be glad to visit with you. Now, be, be honest, Ernie. You felt sorry for us, didn't you? No. <laughs> Well, he looked a little you, pitiful, didn't you, we? You thought we drove all the way down there, or we came all the way down there just carrying our own equipment? <laughs> no, no, I didn't, because I know there's been many shows I've gone to. I'm sitting out there with the equipment and waiting for somebody to come in and help me. So, yeah, I've been there myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to say, man, you were you were uh, very welcoming and uh, gracious to us, and uh, we really appreciate it. You're probably one of the nicest uh, guys that we've met in the industry. I mean, there's a lot of nice people. But, uh, you know, we'll always remember, I mean, you're kind of our first interview that we did. Well, I appreciate that. You know, and I, uh, you guys are very nice to me as well. It, you know, it goes both ways. And I'll, and I'll never forget, you know, when, when Zeke finally did show up and I had to <laughs> hit my head back so far to look up at him because, you know, he's such a little fella. <laughs> Everybody, everybody either says that or they said they, they wanted to stab me in the face because they were scared. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not such a very tall fellow myself, so there's quite a 
quite a difference there. But, so I, do, do I stop I would, the romantic music now? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cue the romantic mu- the music. But what I was getting at, and I'm glad you went down that road and you, and you, and you said that, but I won the wall of guns. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And I remember telling gonna, you that too, Ernie. I'm going to go back through every episode we've ever done, and I'm going to count how many times we've talked about you the winning the Wall of Guns. That's a drinking game. Yes. Winner when you left hear left hand mentions, mentions the Wall of Guns, drink, <laughs> drink. <laughs> well, I believe I believe I even sent you some grips for it. Didn't you I? absolutely did. I I got the um, Remington R1 1911. Yeah. Nice gun. Yep. It was, and then you you sent me some grips for that, and then uh, you sent another pair to Zeke when he had his Smith and Wesson uh, yep. forty five. Yep. Yes, you did. Those are nice grips too. We like those. Yeah. Good. Yes, sir. The bucket list. So I, I know you got a uh, a house full of guns, several safe full safe full that you alluded to. Is there one out there that's eluded you that you just gotta have? There's one out there that that I got rid of that I wish I I could get back. Yeah. And, you know, they don't make them anymore. I, there's a Remington 788 hmm. in 22250. Oh, wow. And I, I bought this used from a from a state policeman, and it had a 26-inch barrel on it. I was cleaning it. I'm one of those guys that cleans the barrels out till they're so shiny inside you can see yourself. You know? <laughs> I was cleaning it, and I noticed some pits at the inside the barrel towards the end of the barrel. Mm-hmm. I took it to one of my my buddies who has a, a, a lathe and I cut an inch off of it and had him recrown it. Took it back out, shot it, still shot great. It shot quarter inch group. That's how good this gun shot, even with pits in the barrel. <laughs> and so I cleaned it out again and I saw more pits. So I ended up taking three inches off this thing. Oh my gosh. And an inch at a time. <laughs> And still had a few pits down in it and still shot the same. I finally left it alone. And as I was getting ready to leave Game and Fish Department, one of the younger officers that used to work for me admired that gun over and over time I saw him. He said, oh, boy, I wish I could have a gun like that. I finally sold it to him before I left. And I, I wish I had that gun back. It, it shot so well. You still and, have that guy's contact info? Oh, I saw him actually uh, recently at a retirement party that I went to for another guy. And oh, cool. I asked him, I said, hey, uh, you know, you want to get rid of that and sell it back to me? <laughs> and he said, no, I'm never getting rid of this. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they don't make them anymore. Well, I'm glad he said he still had it. Oh, he has it. He's he's used it. He, he hunts coyotes with it, so he loves it. Oh, nice. very nice. But uh, if I had one, that would be it. And if I if there was a new one that I'd like to probably get that I don't have, mm-hmm. well, there's so many out there. It's kind of hard to money's oh, not an object. You, man. So yeah. I mean, whatever you want. Like if if you had unlimited cash, what would you get? And no oh. restrictions. Oh my! Yeah, no gosh. laws, no anything. I would probably get a Parazzi shotgun. Now, what is that? A Parazzi shotgun. It's an Italian-made shotgun that you know that costs more than my house. Oh wow! <laughs> Yeah, they're they're all handmade high dollar shotguns. They had a booth at Shot Show, high dollar shotguns. Probably that's probably what I'd get. Now, do they have a lot of the engraving and yeah, custom engraving, ornate kind of stuff? Oh yeah, hand done, select wood, very nice guns, quality guns, handmade. The old way, the way they used to make them. And they have so many models, I don't know. It'd take me a while to pick the one I actually Yeah, did. I was actually uh, looking them up here uh, while you were talking about them because I wanted to kind of see 
what they look like. I think I'm on the wrong website. Oh, here we go. The MXS 12 gauge. Yeah, those are pretty. They are well, well made craftsmen, really good craftsmen to put those together. They got real beautiful wood. I don't think we've had uh, anybody pull out a shotgun yet, have they? Mm-mm. For their bucket list. Ah, uh, take it back. I think somebody said one of the uh, Beretta real expensive shotguns at one point. One of their over unders. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't remember who it was. Remember that. Now you were talking about the three hundred blackout build earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, we got a lot of a certain company's products. Yeah, all over that thing. Ergo <laughs> hooked us up. Ernie you, hooked if, us up. If you saw this rifle, Ernie, or well, actually you will once you see the final video, but you would think y'all started building rifles. <laughs> as much Ergo <laughs> stuff is on there. <laughs> I love to hear that. I mean, you guys, you sent. We got the forearm from you. We got the the beard saver butt stock, which is awesome. I love the butt stock. And you need that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we got the grips. I mean, I I won't use anybody's grips except yours. I love your your AR grips. They're bar none the best. I love them. So we got we got that. We got um, Magwell grip. Uh, you'd sent some other. I mean, you guys have actual part kits as well so there were some spring kits and uh buffer you know tube and all that uh i mean you really really hooked us up i mean it's probably 80 percent ergo on this rifle uh i mean you guys have a lot of of products to offer not just for ars but uh you know for handguns and um some other things as well so tell us a little bit about ergo grips uh your company and uh what you guys are all about well, Ergo Grips actually started out, yeah, the founder of our company, Steve Hines is his name. He, you know, he liked ARs, but he hated that grip, that standard A2 grip that comes on him. So I do he, too. he decided he wanted something with, uh, you know, better feel, a little tackier, something rubbery that he could hold on to and that would fit the hand more ergonomically, hence the name Ergo Grip. But he started uh, making them himself in his garage one at a time. And, uh, you know, before you know it, he had a, a few made, tried them out, finished them where they fit the hand the way he wanted them. Mm-hmm. And so he started putting them on eBay. And he was so excited the oh. first when he got his first order on eBay for his first grip. That's cool. I didn't know that. So that's how he started the company. And, you know, from there on, he made several different grips. And we had a local molder here in Albuquerque at we got to start molding more of them for us, that, you know, when we first started out. And then he just started out, branched out into other AR products and then uh, grips for handguns. And we're pretty much known for our overmolded uh, rubber grips. Mm-hmm. We do make grips that are, you know, not overmolded. But that's what we're pretty well known for. Right. You know, you, like you guys said earlier, you, they just feel good in your hand. So they are very ergonomic, and, and you can hold on to them. Especially that revolver grip for the giant-handed people. The <laughs> <laughs> new Delta? Yes, I love that thing. Yes, we actually have been selling a lot of them. You know, awesome. We, we didn't have a lot of the uh, wholesalers uh, that had them yet. You know, some of them were, were kind of looking at it and going, well, it looks funny. We don't know how it's going to sell, so they wanted to wait before they picked it up, and so we had calls here daily. I mean, hundreds of calls, people asking about it. NRA Magazine uh, did a little shot on it, and that was just like opening the floodgates. Mm-hmm. People would see that 
in the open up their NRA magazine and look at it, the American magazine, and then they would call that number and call us. And I mean, it was it was constant. We had a lot of interest, in, and uh, we've been selling the heck out of them. And they they work pretty well, especially for guys with with bigger hands. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and, it, and, and for the listeners out there that don't know what we're talking about. Uh, you can go to their website and see it, or if you, we've actually got a video where we did a uh, little something on it too. But it's if you look we at actually, it, that was the prototype. Yeah, we that the, we got to see. If you look at it, it's got a weird angle to it, and you're it, like you said, people see it and they're like, "What in the world? How is that going to sell?" But when you hold it, especially with big hands on a revolver. It just feels like this is the way the revolver should have been designed. Yeah, and another thing is you don't have that big clunky handle, so it's a lot easier to put in your pocket or conceal. Yep. Yeah, a lot easier to on the draw, right? So to speak. Yeah, I like it a lot. Once I get the revolver that I'm wanting next, uh, I'm probably going to order one. Well, we started out just making them for the Smith & Wesson J-Frame round butt. Yeah, but we're currently looking at some other handguns right now that we're going to, in the process of getting some made for. The next one will be the little uh, Ruger LCR. Mm-hmm. You know what would probably be big, especially with that grip and uh, helping out with the way it's handled? Some of those large caliber... Uh, like judges and things? Like the Judge or, or like the Smith & Wesson 500. I bet you that would help a lot with the recoil on those. May we've had a, a lot of requests for the guys with with the judge that own the judge uh, asked us if we made some for those, but and we may eventually get there. But we wanted to see how well this was going to sell because it, it does look different. It's different yeah. than anything else out there. So we wanted to make sure that first of all people were going to like it and going to buy it before we we moved on to other. Uh, you know, manufacturers. Right, and those but aren't very expensive either, are they? What's the price point on those? Oh, the, they're nineteen ninety nine retail. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing I like. I mean, your your products are reasonably priced. You know, I mean, you guys could charge a whole lot more for these things. But <laughs> don't tell uh, them that <laughs> they don't though, and they know they're they're a smart company. You know, they know what they've got, and they know where to price it at to to get them to move, and then they do. At the uh, last NRA show, we actually had several people come up to come to our booth just to see that Delta grip, and I had several guys tell me it's only nineteen ninety nine, and I said, yeah, and he said you might consider bumping it up ten dollars because he said I, I would pay ten dollars more for it easily. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so, I would never say that. <laughs> he did. I couldn't believe he did. But he no, did. left hand would be like, yeah, it's only worth five. I'll give you five for it. <laughs> Well, you take five. <laughs> no, it, it's uh, it's doing pretty well. Now, you guys had when we were at your booth last. There was some sort of a underwater or waterproof kind of grip that you were uh, working on. Did that go anywhere? Have you guys taken that? You knew what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, actually, that's uh, that's another uh, guy that buys our grips, and what he does is he buys them for Navy SEALs. Mm-hmm. And then he puts that that coating on them, and it's like a sandpaper coating yeah. on the grip. And so when the Navy SEALs are, you know, they, they like to swim. Mm. So when they're in the water, <laughs> it does not slip in their hands. But uh, we, we just provide the grip. We just had it in the booth so people could see it. Yeah, so, you know, like the weather is here, hot, humid. We're constantly sweating, moisture. I mean, that I was... 
and I was digging it. So I didn't know, I didn't actually know that that was another company that was doing it. I thought you guys were something, maybe another one of your prototypes. No, no, that was another company that does it. They just, we provide the grip to them. I got you. And then he puts that coating on them. Okay. But the only guys that use it really are, are the, uh, the military. Right. I mean, that would be, that would make sense. I mean, I'm not going to be scuba diving with my AR or anything, so. <laughs> I might just for I the was going to say, yeah, you probably will now that you said it. Now that I said it, yeah, I'll probably do it. What What's some of the big stuff coming up in the next year or so with Ergo Grip? Like any new, new releases exciting. that are coming out? Or I'm not sure if you guys saw the Ergo block that we have. We have a a spikes block, and it's it's basically mm-hmm. a, a stand that you can set your AR on to work on it or to store it, and mm-hmm. you can. It's it's got a base plate with four holes down on the bottom where you can either put it on a table, you can mount it on a wall, and then you can slide your AR in where your magazine goes, and the magazine will, and it actually locks in. We we've had those. We had one for an AR-15, and we just came at, came out with one recently for the AR-10s. Oh, nice. So they're called uh, the Ergo Block. We started out with the uh, the AR-15 block, and we've been selling those for quite some time. And then we finally came out with the AR-10. But so mm-hmm. they're very helpful, very useful. We had one gentleman buy, come to our booth at one of our shows and ordered like 50 of them. Oh, wow. And I thought he was ordering them to sell them at his store. Well, he wasn't. <laughs> he has that many ARs, and he puts them on the wall in his For bar. display, huh? And he just sticks them in there, and you have to push the mag- magazine release button so they'll release. Right. Yeah, but that's cool. They lock in there and they're tight, so you can put them, you know, on a on a wall facing you and lock them in. Use them for display, so, yeah. So he uh, he bought them all for his own collection. So what but, else you got new and exciting? Well, we we got some new handguards that I think you guys would would really like, and Ooh, yeah. they put pictures of them on our website, so you can go to our website and they should be right on the front, right on the first page. They're a is that the ones y'all were showing at shot? Oh uh, yes, yeah. I remember those. those. Those were just some prototypes. They're a replacement handguard, and they're very, very light. And they're key mod. We have key mod cuts on, you know, both sides and on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Very yes. replacement. I mean, it's a really good looking upgrade for someone who wants to, you know, replace your your standard plastic handguards with just a, a drop in system. We have those. We've actually already shipped a few out. And then we are also working on some key mod rail covers, but those are not quite ready to go. When when can we expect those out? You know, I'm not sure. I'm going to um, hold you to it, so give me a day. Come on. <laughs> I know. That's I'm not sure. Probably by the end of the year. Okay. I got you. You know, we're working with some prototypes, and we're having a few issues with things. But once we get that, that worked out, we'll have those that will fit on, you know, any key mod handguard. Now you said uh, when when you and I were talking um, a few days ago that you're coming up to Tennessee in a little bit here, right? Yeah, in August, the Chattanooga Shooter Supply is having their first ever dealer show for all their dealers, and and they uh, we sell to them, so they've invited us to come to their show, you know, to, to have a booth. So we will yeah. I will be up there for that. Okay. In, Ch- in Chattanooga uh, in, in August. Chattaboogie, August. What's the date? Is that the 10th? I think that was the, uh, I get there on the 8th. The show is actually the 9th and 10th, I believe. Okay. 
when were we going? That's in. That's later on. Chattanooga. Uh, Colorado. Oh, that's uh, August through September. Twenty sixth. Twenty sixth through. Yeah, September so we 1st, could yeah. we could uh, we might be able to make that show then. Yeah, so we'll come yep. down and crash. <laughs> yeah, that'll be their uh, their first ever show. They used to do a uh, a dealer show where their salesmen actually drove out to the different dealers and showed them products. So this is going to be the first time ever that they have the you know their vendors come to them. Cool to show stuff to one place. So it'll be new for them. Yeah, it's just down the road. What two and a half hours takes us to get to Chattanooga? No, Chattanooga. Yeah, hour and a half. Oh, okay. A little bit, le- an hour from your place. Well, a little over an hour from your place. About an hour and fifteen. Are they? Like they're different times, though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're Eastern. Okay, that's what. Uh, it'll, yeah. it'll be at the uh, Chattanooga Convention Center. Chattanooga yep. Convention Center. Yeah, we'll have to come meet up with you there. Really? Uh, I, I've got an announcement. <laughs> so back to our jack wagon train. Uh huh. I, I while we were sitting there talking about it, I made an Instagram post. I just put the giant target symbol, and I said, does anyone else find it amusing that this is the logo? Uh, somebody said, it was actually our buddy Chris, uh, Chris LaVorne, a good friend of the show. He said he did some research regarding their logo, and they came up with the logo because they're very pro uh, bow and arrow. <laughs> pro bow and arrow. So everyone out there, start carrying your compound bows and your crossbows in uh, target. They're pro, pro bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> go green arrow on them huh yeah that's one thing i haven't seen what bow carry <laughs> bow carry is it illegal i don't i don't think so bow and i arrow? don't think so I, i've never heard that it is anywhere yeah we ought to start a new uh new trend <laughs> <A> new controversy <laughs> <laughs> start slinging a compound bow and a crossbow and, over and arrows yeah <laughs> Maybe as long as you don't carry it with an arrow knocked, you're okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, As long as it's not in a threatening manner. We'll get the Nerf-tipped arrows, and we'll just go around shooting people Yeah, in their butts. Or we can carry Nerf handguns in our holsters in Target, open carry it. (laughs) (laughs) Nerf holsters. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm curious. Do they... And I haven't haven't been to a toy store, I don't know how long, Uh and looked at toys, but do they still sell... Like guns, like oh. toy guns. Oh yeah, I got like a box ranger. downstairs. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, my kids got them. Yeah, yep. and and the Nerf guns are getting more and more accurate. Like they're my son got one for Christmas that was it had the same type of magazine as AR. It had the same kind of takedown as AR. You could take the buttstock off and it made an AR pistol. Mm-hmm. But the the thing, and I think we talked about this, we put them on the jack wagon train for it, is they were calling it an assault Nerf gun and, <laughs> yeah, and, and right. a high-capacity assault magazine. Right. They made our jack wagon train, yeah. yeah. That. So, Which is killing their own business. I don't know why in the world they'd do that. They got a poor market person, yeah. marketing person. But my my niece... Got one of those Nerf bow and arrows. Yeah. And, man, I could launch that thing 100 yards oh, almost. Yeah. The heat, it was we, unreal. My, my I dad, played, for, played with it for like you know two hours, and she got mad because I wouldn't give it to her. Their, their grandpa <laughs> got awesome. them a sniper rifle, and it's long. I mean, it's like the length of a Mosin Nagant. It's a Nerf, uh, and that thing is powerful. I was just messing around, and I shot my sister with it. <laughs> 
gosh. And it left a friggin' welt on her like her shoulder. And she's shooting those little Nerf dart things. Yeah, it was crazy. Good lord. <laughs> and but that thing is accurate too. I mean, you could probably I wouldn't say a hundred yards, but you can get a good hundred feet accurate shot out of a Nerf sniper rifle. <laughs> My boys have the one that looks like an AR. Yeah. They loved it. We actually had little little wards in the house there hiding behind the couch and stuff. And, of course, there are no more bullets left for it because they've lost them all. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's the same thing here. <laughs> we've, got two, we've got two of the, uh, the suction cup bullets that are still su- stuck on the ceiling in the living room because we've got the vaulted high 20-foot ceilings or whatever. Yeah, those and, aren't ever coming down. Yeah, they're stuck on the ceiling. <laughs> Same thing here, except ours finally fell down. <laughs> Dude, that's we need to get Nerf on our show. That would be cool. That would be an interesting interview, because obviously they're pro-gun. Yeah, except you know, for their stupid wording on their boxes. <laughs> well, that's again, I'm sure that marketing person has been fired. Yeah. I would think. But, no, that would be cool. I think we need to go to New Mexico for a hunt because I got a feeling that Ernie might know some good spots being a former game warden. <laughs> I probably know a few spots. Yes. Nah. And being an avid hunter himself. If you guys just, you know, you know, it's a public draw here, so you have to apply. Mm. You guys apply, you know, decide what you want to hunt. You apply. I will help you out. I'll tell you where to go. Okay. Where, where's the Oryx hunt? The Oryx hunts are in the Southern part of the state. The Game and Fish Department brought some in in 1967, and they put them on White Sands Missile Range. Ah. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that. I've been to White Sands. I have pictures of a kid. I was sliding down the uh, hills in a box. (laughs) Well, this is very close to there. You were at at the monument. The White Sands are actually the monument. The missile range is right next to it. And it's the uh, largest contiguous missile range in the United States. Wow. So there's a, a lot of military testing that goes on down there with missiles, but it's very desert country. And, and so they brought these in. They brought a few in and transplanted them there in 1967, and they have just flourished. So now they've, they've expanded. They're off the range now. So they're on public lands off the range. So they have hunts that are on the missile range that you have to apply for. They now have hunts off the missile range that you can apply for as well. So, and I've been fortunate enough to to draw a couple of them and my wife as well. So very good meat. So how do you, how do you, how do you fix that? Same way you would elk or a deer. You can, you can barbecue it. You know, you can, I like it on the grill myself. Mm -hmm. Do you have to put, you know, special kind of seasoning on? Is it gamey tasting or? No gamey taste at all. Oh, wow. It's some of the best. It's actually better than deer. It's better than elk. And I like both deer and elk, but uh, I've, I've never had any that was gamey tasting. It's, it's very good. Hmm. I definitely want to try that out then. No I doubt. think you like it. It sounds like it. Uh, I like meat. <laughs> <laughs> I like to eat meat. <laughs> Let's clarify. <laughs> I like to eat meat. You do have the little curly cues on your forehead today. So. Yeah. You're one to talk over there, locks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, Ernie, if people want to go and they want to get uh, more, uh, or I almost said endo. Endo. <laughs> if, if y'all, they want to get more, there's a uh, gun blog called Endo Apparel. 
And I almost said that. If people want to go and get more Ergo Grip stuff, uh, what's the website? How do they get in touch with everybody? Uh, our website is uh, www.ergogrips, with an S, dot net. So you can go to that, and it'll bring up all our products that we have. And it, like I said earlier, it has the new handguards. First thing, that's what, what you'll see. Awesome. So you can see our products there. Take a look at them, and you can – I think it even has – pricing retail pricing on them definitely go check them out everybody good stuff we love their stuff as our toll-free number you can call if you have any questions about the products too and another thing is the products are all u.s made every everything we make is made here in the united states and we're proud of it so you guys go out support ergo grips and we'd like to thank our sponsors especially here on the fourth of july oh yeah u.s u.s company and I'd like to thank our sponsors, ICE Training, ICETraining.us. Holder and Green Professional Real Estate Services, HG Press, for all your Middle Tennessee real estate needs. Give those gun-friendly guys and girls a call at 1-800-615-1840, extension pew, 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 pew. Two, 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 two. And K2BrunerDesigns.com. That's the uh, maker of the bullet pins where you can take casings from your cartridges and make uh, some pretty awesome pins so make sure you support him and Savoie Leather spelt Savoy at uh, SavoieLeather.com Jeremiah enter the code talking lid for a discount there yep and 1776 United <clears throat> 1776United.com don't forget about our contest that we've got going on right now with the uh, the t-shirts a free Two Vets Arms AR is on the table, people. <laughs> so, Ernie, you'd be eligible for that. <clears throat> so, send us your most interesting, wild, crazy, weird picture of you wearing or doing something with our Talking Lead t-shirt. And we're going to have a panel of judges that's mm-hmm. going to do the judging. And we will pick five places. Uh, yes, we're up to five places because we had some ammo donated. Five places, and the top prize, obviously, is that Two Vets Bravo AR. Yep. All or Nothing Tattoo Studio, allornothingtattoo.com, and their very gun-friendly merchandise store, strangleholdmerch.com. And we want to give a huge thanks to Ergo Grips for supporting us throughout the past couple of years. Uh, Ernie, you've been great in supporting us in our projects, and we look forward to continuing our uh our partnership. Same here, fellas. If you need something, just call me. Thanks for coming on the show, too, Ernie. We've had a good time. You're very welcome. I enjoyed it. And as always, left hand, keep, keep your, your loved ones close. And your firearms closer. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. Happy Fourth of July.